What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday night, 8 p.m., so you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built-in Buffalo Network. Hopefully, everyone is having a great night. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed that Sunday, 37-3, Buffalo Bills victory. Lance, how we doing, my man? Doing good, Bills Mafia. How you doing out there? Ah, man, good win. Um, there was a lot of talk before the game and everything like that about who's a measuring stick, and uh, I think it's still the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it was, and we're going to get right into it in a second. And as always, the comment section is open. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, we appreciate everyone that is tuning in. If you're on Twitter, retweet, like, and if you want to make a comment, come over to Facebook and YouTube. And if you're listening on our audio platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast, Built and Buffalo Podcast Network, this will come out tomorrow morning. We appreciate everyone that downloads, that watches, that listens to everything Buffalo Blitz and Tuesday nights and all that stuff. And yeah, we have a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. Before that, Lance, who are we sponsored by? And let everyone know about it. Yeah, the Buffalo Blitz is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app on the market today. Go to Underdog Fantasy app in the Play Store or Apple uh, App Store, or go to underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code BLITZ, and you'll get your deposit matched up to $100 for your first deposit when you sign up. So go out there and play daily fantasy you can play a pick em game and win real money the same day um, on underdog fantasy the payouts are quick um, a second shout out here game day hospitality buffalo will be again at the tailgate this sunday for the miami game um, if you guys want to just show up to the game get everything that you need taken care of from the tailgating aspect Check out Game Day Hospitality. They got different levels and different packages. You can do a group. You can do many different things. Um, the first week was great. It was catered. We had good food. Um, we had good times. There's cornhole there. The DJ was ripping it up. Everyone was having a good time. Um, Maddie, a.k.a. Buffalo Food Slut, was there partying. Uh, Bleach by Abigail was there. So a lot of cool people out there. Um, so, you know, show up, show out. If you guys want to just... Um, come out and not have to bring anything and still have a great tailgate game day hospitality has got you covered. So be sure to check that out. We'll be coming up with a promo and we got um, a couple of tickets to do a giveaway probably later this week as well. What's up busy. How we doing my man? Robbie's coming in. He likes the hat lands. I like that too. Nice little stand. Just got it. My buddy, my buddy just got it for me uh, this weekend. So appreciate my buddy, Matt uh, hooking me up. Yeah, a little standing Buffalo action. If you guys are in the comment section, Facebook, YouTube, give us your thoughts on the, the Bills Commanders win. Uh, we'll talk about the Dolphins game in the second half of the show. We got a lot to talk about. So, Lance, I'm gonna let's get right into it, man. Let's recap this game. What give me one thing that you liked, stood out, something about this game so we can get talking about it. Uh man, yeah, it wasn't much not to like there. Um, a couple of things here or there that they can obviously clean up. But uh mm-hmm. look, man, I think that you gotta realize that. They're human too. They're going to make some mistakes here and there, but just a really another efficient game. Allen goes uh, 20 for 32 at a 62.5% completion rate, QBR of 92.3. Um, he ran for 46 yards on just three attempts, so that was really cool. I thought the way he used his legs was really smart this game. He didn't overdo it, but he definitely picked his spots, and that was really cool to see. Uh, yeah. I think he still got a little uh happy trigger with a one interception that was basically a punt but those things are going to come back to haunt us if uh they continue they gotta um because they do give momentum to their team so i'd like to see um that not continue that's two out of three games now with those just long heaves uh that turn into interceptions would have been punt anyway it's not a big deal but i just think that that excuse kind of lends itself to change in momentum that could go wrong when you're facing a better opponent than um, who you were facing in the commanders this week, another almost hundred yard week for James cook. So again, the running from Allen and cook, um, even Murray and Harris, when they get the ball, I see a lot of, you know, guys falling forward when they get hit and they get tackled. I see, you know, guys are falling forward, getting those couple extra yards. And I just really like to see, um, 
I really like to see that from the receivers to the running backs. Just uh, when when they get hit, they don't go backwards. They're pushing forward, and everything's momentum to you know towards the uh, end zone. Look, they were playing a two and zero Commanders team, right? And you and I, Lance, we talked about this last week. Are the Commanders legit? And we kind of broke it down. And I think we kind of came with the conclusion that they're good. They might not be there yet. And I think we kind of determined that this team still can make the wild card. They're still probably what do you think a nine, ten potentially win team. The commanders maybe eight, but they're not on that Bills level, which I think most people expected. We wanted to find out on Sunday. But you and I were talking about this off air, right? There were some things we had to clean up offensively. It is good to know and to see that when the Bills don't play their best offensive game that we know they can, they still can put up. I know they put up 37, but the defense was resulted in seven of that. They still can put up 30 points on offense. That is look, there were some drives, and you and I talked about that. Second half, there was two drives, back-to-back drives that resulted in field goals. We kind of, you and I kind of established that maybe that second drive to end the half, we get it why they went with the field goal. Clock's running out. You don't want to force it. Three points are on the board. You go in half, up 16 nothing. The drive before was a very long drive. Would you say 15 plays? 15 plays, 62 yards, 8 of 9 minutes touchdown. and 47 seconds. You got to well, close that out. It was penalties. The penalties and where did they penalties. get the ball? They got the ball down to the 36. Penalties. Um, yeah, they get some penalties yep. so that happened, but look, ended up Lance, uh, first I, and twenty-five on that play. Yeah, well, first uh, and tw- was it the, tripping. was the tripping? Was it tripping? Yep. They get first and twenty-five. They were on the thirty, for, and so they got moved back. They get back up Those to the um, fifty. Then they got another penalty for a false start, so they end up. You can't. Uh, do that. It was the penalties, you know, and just, you know yeah, they might be lucky to get three points place. out of that. They, they, they might have been lucky. They, but, they because Tyler Bass has a leg and hits a fifty-four yarder. I mean, it wasn't a chip shot by any means. No, no, he has his money. Uh the the fifteen yard penalties are just they're gut wrenching. Those are brutal. First and twenty five is tough. It's a tough. It's a tough down to distance, uh, especially in the NFL. But look, yeah. some of the notes. Look, uh, I established Lance. I said I thought the protection was good. I thought they did a pretty good job of keeping Allen upright against. They did a really good job. A team. In the commanders that you and I talked about last week, that pass their defense gets worse as they go back. That pass rush is daunting. That starting four is daunting. But and as we also mentioned, it's just you know after that starting four, they're not necessarily bringing in guys that are um, no. able to to kind of withhold the same type of pressure. Yes. So with the Bills front four on defense, you see you know rotate. their rotation is just strong. You, you mentioned this off air too, and and we'll jump into the defense a little bit because I feel like we just need to to talk gonna, about we, that. It's well, like we, that, that defense it. is just uh incredible. So keep going yeah, with your I, okay. notes here. Yeah, I wrote like I wrote I watched like half the game back Lance. I wrote like offense a little bit inconsistent, right? They they, they weren't crisp. There was a couple couple plays an end around didn't work to Hardy. I think another screen pass to Hardy. They did that handoff to Gabe Davis. That didn't work. There was a lot of short passes. And I do think they were trying to get the ball out quick. Because I think the longer Allen stood in the pocket, the thought process behind Ken Dorsey was, and I think most of us agreed, the longer we stay in the pocket, let that pass rush go get us, it kind of gets a little dangerous. And, and I get that. Miami does, on Sunday does not have that type of defense or that pass rush. Uh, they're right. one of the bottom <clears throat> defensive teams. Um, they didn't use the tight ends a lot. Uh, I'm hoping maybe they're kind of saving it, a little unleashed Kincaid and Knox this week. And Dan Orlowski pointed this out on maybe it was Monday, I want to say the Bills need to use play action more. They or they need to get Josh Allen under center more. It creates such a different dynamic passing game. He said the Bills are top five in efficiency when Josh Allen's under center, but the, they're bottom ten in using that under center formation. Yeah, I think there's a lot that of doesn't add up to be had um from the shotgun too. I, I know they're I'm not saying get rid of the shotgun. Remember the, uh, uh, point that uh, Bulldog was making on WGR yesterday, I believe, as well about that same thing, where um, you know Allen does benefit from playing in the gun as well, but yeah, that the use a, of, of the under center formations need to be um, need to be utilized and and maybe a little bit more if he's that if they're that efficient and they're being that um, successful with that formation i think it's worth looking into running it a little bit more now they got a lot of stuff to get through i think in their playbook they got a lot of things they want to try and run in different areas and different situations this season so i think that um one of the things we'll talk about is you know how much everything opens up this week and and it's no more 
saving anything. You put it all on the table, I think, this week, and, and we'll get into that when we preview the Dolphins game here. Trent John's coming in. Excuse me. Trent Sherfield was even included. Yeah, he had three targets, two yeah. catches for 18 yards. I would like a little more. We talked about this, right? Outside of Diggs, it was yeah. – That's one of the positives. I love force – I love – Getting yeah, digs the worked. ball, the 12 targets, eight catches, 111. But yeah. for goodness sakes, I mean, it's like Gabe no. Davis has an average of 35 yards per catch, but it was one catch for 35 and a they, touchdown. They, they, and they, they, didn't, they didn't spread the ball well around. And I, they didn't well, necessarily need to because they did run it effectively, like you said. But I just think that they, you know, what? You know it's, it's going to come a time where they're going to, the, the fear no, is, they're gonna need it. is that they're going to need it. And is it going to be there when they need it? That's the problem I'm, I'm having that I when, when I watch it back and I say, ah, you missed this, you missed that. Like one of the frustrating things I saw was, you know, Stefan Diggs open and he's been forcing the ball to Stefan Diggs. But then when he's open, he didn't get it to him. And he throws an incompletion to James Cook, I believe, on the on that play. And it's like, why? Like, why are you forcing? James Cook, when you've been forcing Dawson Knox and he actually, or you've been forcing Stefan Diggs and he's actually open on that play. And he's just, he's not necessarily seeing those quick read rhythm, get the ball out type of patterns every time. And that's where, you know, the, the, the screenplay to open the game to Kincaid, I think even was, you know, could he have handed the ball off there? And and instead of throwing that out to, to Kincaid, I don't know. It, it was what it was. I mean, I think Davis or Diggs, whomever was out there, missed. It was Davis. He missed his block anyway. So it ends up being a, a negative play almost because, um, you know, it's just a screenplay that gets blown up. And so there's definitely execution. I think I kind of prefer to be where the Bills are at, though, in week three of the season. This is another thing we talked about. The Bills in week three of the season right now are building to something. They have very, they have very good potential, and they're building it and building on it and building on it. I don't like these teams that are flashing early, such as the Miami Dolphins, because I think they're, um, they're going to show everything they have, or or just not necessarily be able to sustain it. And you know, it, one little injury here or there to someone um, won't allow them to sustain their success. I believe, whereas the Bills building and building and building to it. It's not perfect yet. It's not um, easy to watch every week or every play, but when you, when you get to the end of the season, I think it's going to be really good. I have a, maybe a theory, a point of view on this, and I have no knowledge inside the Bills uh, facility to back my point up. It's just my personal opinion. I think the commander's game kind of dictated itself in a way where the bills didn't want to unleash everything. Like you kind of alluded yeah, to it. There's right? no need. It was one of those games where, well, I don't think Allen was crisp. I don't think he was perfect. I don't think he was anywhere near that. I think he was good. He was concise. I thought his, he used his legs very well. He's clinical with his legs. I think the bills didn't unleash everyone. Their playbook we saw a little bit more of Trent Sherfield, but they didn't use Kincaid. They didn't use Knox. They didn't use Davis. They ran the ball effectively. They averaged 5.1 yards per carry on 33 carries, two touchdowns on the ground. James Cook had 6.5 yards per carry. Murray and Harris both had five carries on the day. Murray had another touchdown. I think they used a very simple game plan. I don't know if it went into the game like that, Lance, but I think – as the game started constructing itself where the Bills defense was dominating and the Bills offense was moving but weren't humming, I think it was it was one of those type of games. I do think if they score another touchdown on one of those two last drives in the second quarter, you and I might be are having a little bit of a different discussion right now. Mm-hmm. I think we're having a little bit of a different discussion because they're in the 40s. Um, so are they in the 40s? Yeah, they'll be in the 40s. We have 41, four more points. They'll be in the 40, we have 41. I think it'll be a little bit of a different type of game. But any day, any week you can score 30 points, you're going to win most games. 37, the defense, if the defense wants to add seven every week, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say no to that. Um, 
but it was one of those type of games, Lance. It was one of those type of games. And I think I think it's time to get into the defense. I think it's time to get into the probably the MVP of this weekend, this Sunday. And we'll get to the player of the game eventually. Um, I'll let you go first eventually with the player of the game. I think I know your answer, and I'll have to give a different one. But no worries. But, Lance, how good do you think this Bills defense is, or how good were they on Sunday? Yeah, really good. I'm Like I say, the they have eight deep on the defensive line that just plays lights out. Um, their their defensive backs showed uh, a few times that, that they are vulnerable in certain schemes, I think. You can't ignore that, that they did – but again, this is what I want to stress is like everyone's human. They're not going to win every rep and that's expected. Um, they're not going to be able to be perfect and win every rep. But when they lose their rep, how big does it cost them? And it's not costing them much when they lose reps right now. They're winning when they need to. Um, you know, again, Leonard Floyd had another two sacks um, this game. So it, it's just one of those things where um you know, you're saying to yourself, Von Miller, who right now, because this defense is, and that's the scary part. I mean, if you add Von Miller into that and you take away Kingsley Jonathan, presumably from um, the rotation yesterday, that's just, um, it's going to not be, I just think it's really not going to be fair for teams um, moving forward here this season. I think it really um, will be something to watch even in more so, but this week, um, you know, really solid. And again, I think the, the defense, uh, even under McDermott now, we were kind of waiting to see, I think after three weeks, we still have a little bit more of a insight to how he runs his defense. And it's a, it's a still a big bend, but don't break. We'll let you get inside the 40, inside the 30, but then you're going to have a real hard time beating us because we don't have to worry about getting beat deep anymore. We can really come up and then your run game is less effective and your short passing game becomes less effective. And these DBs are doing a great job of getting in passing lanes. Linebackers are doing a really good job of getting in passing lanes. And the pass rush is really helping. It's complimentary. I mean, the coverage is helping the pass rush. The pass rush is helping the coverage. And it's just a really good, it's kind of the perfect storm right now. Really, this defense is kind of clicking. Lance, I have a couple stats for you, and you probably know most of these stats, but I tweeted these out on Sunday. Uh, the Bills had one forced fumble on defense. That was a Teron Johnson punch out recovered by, of course, Terrell Bernard. The Bills had four interceptions, one a pick six by A.J. Ampedenza, a Terrell Bernard pick, a Trey White pick, he might be back, and a Micah Hyde pick, which was awesome to see. Uh, mm-hmm. We barely got to see Micah Hyde last year. They also had nine sacks on the day. 10 tackles for loss. And then this was, I was listening to WGR driving home. The And this is a cool stat. The Bills had back-to-back plays with sacks four different times. So if you guys don't yeah. know what that means, they had back-to-back plays. So let's say, for example, a first down and a second down play. There were sacks on both of those. That happened four times. That is monumental to what that does to uh, monumentally bad for the, for an offense. You get sacked, right? On second down, you, let's say you, let's say you had a three yard pass on first down, three yard run, right? We're going second and seven. Then you take a six yard sack. Then we're going second and 13. Still long. Third and 13. Sorry. Third and 13. Then you take another sack and it's over. Mm-hmm. It's it's just one of those things where you never gave Sam Howe chances. Nine sacks. Are we freaking kidding me? I brought this up. I, I, Lance, I brought this up last week, and you agree with me, or maybe you brought it up. But we talked about this Washington offensive line. I think it was me. The Washington offensive line was not good. This was not a good Washington offensive line. They were second in the league in most given up sacks heading in the Bills matchup on Sunday. The Bills got after Sam Howe. He held the ball, held the ball for a little bit too long. Tua won't do that as much on Sunday. But I also want to point out the coverage was great, Lance. There was a couple coverage sacks in there. I love that. The coverage sacks are awesome. Because yeah, those the, are good. The, the, co- the coverage was great, which gives the likes of Rousseau, Floyd, whoever was blitzing or whoever was coming off the edge, yeah. a little bit more time to get after the quarterback. And that happened. It resulted nine sacks, 10 tackles for loss, a forced fumble, and four interceptions. If you do that, they're not going to do that every game. Like that's just, it's 
one, that's not sustainable. But if you go get after the quarterback and you make his life a living hell back there, you're going to win a ton of games. And Lance, you're right. Von Miller who? Like, Von Miller. Like, if Von Miller was not even on this team right now. That is crazy. The Bills' best pass rusher and arguably maybe their best defender. We, we can have a conversation. We're not going to get into that conversation. But one of the Bills' best defenders and the Bills' best pass rusher, not on the field, and you have nine sacks. You're one of the best defenses in the league right now. You're playing lights out football, and you're going to need it on Sunday. You're going to need to play. You don't have to play lights out. You're going to need to play some pretty darn good football on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, this group brings it um, offensively and defensively for the Bills, but this defense is really um, energized under Sean McDermott. I think that um, he's he really knows – and, and this is how he got to where he is. He knows how to put the people that he has in the best positions to be successful. And that's that true for any great coach is they don't always have the best talent at every position, but they know how to use each player to his fullest extent. And you saw Terrell Bernard got beat, or I'm sorry, not Terrell Bernard. Christian Benford got beat on a man-to-man play. That's not a strength, but... They, you know, called that they made that call. We're in man to man, got beat a little bit. Not a big deal. Like I said, they mitigated these mistakes. When they got beat, it is what it is. You're gonna get beat sometimes, but it's how you react to that. And then the other players picked up, you know, those bad plays. And we got fumbles and we got interceptions and we got sacks and we we made the plays that we needed to make to then give the ball back to Josh Allen and give yourself the chance to score more points. So I really like the way um, these guys are playing together. I think, like you said, Trey White being back, Jordan Poyer had a little bit more of a physical um, presence on the field, I think. He was really jacked up for this game, which was nice to see. Um, We didn't really talk too much about him the first couple weeks. Micah Hyde gets his interception. Um, So just – Micah Hyde, a great grade. He was – Yeah, these guys are just starting to roll. And it is against the commanders. We got to – we but, gotta, but, but, it is Sam Howell is, you know, his third or fourth start and McDermott just eats these guys up yeah. their offense line. Not very good. But again, you got to go out and compete and execute with what's in front of you. And they did that very well. The NFL, we, we, we have learned this, right? We learned this week one and teams have learned this this past week. The NFL each and every week, these are professionals out there, right? You're going to have to give. Not every day your A game. The Bills' offense was not on their A game. The Bills' defense and special teams was on their A game, but their offense mm-hmm. was not on their A game. But you're going to have to give, no matter who you play, you're going to give a good performance. Not a lot of times you're going to be able to walk over people and just win the game. The Bills found that out week one. They they did that to themselves. They lost themselves that game. The Jets didn't win that game. The Bills lost it themselves. You know who found out, out this week that reality? Dallas. Dallas goes into Arizona. They lose to a Cardinals team that is actively trying to lose. You know who also found out this week? I know. They've, they've both been ahead in like every yeah, game. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. So it's just been crazy. Baltimore found out this week, lose a home game to the Colts. You know who also found out? Jacksonville, who's now one and two, loses to Houston. It's not easy to win week in and week out. You can never take an NFL win for granted. You can, like what we're doing, critique it. You can get better. You never take it for granted. There's only 17 of them. Every win is important, and they did it this week. Um, what else? Let's let's go. Let's, yeah. We'll finish up. We'll go to what went right. I I'll bring up another thing, and you give me another thing that we didn't maybe we didn't mention, but we mentioned a lot of it already, Lance, because we do our job pretty well. The O line and some people in the comment section are talking about it. The O line, O line was good. No sacks to Josh Allen. Deion Dawkins has been according to PFF through weeks through three weeks a top five tackle in football. Wow, that's a bounce back that I think the Bills needed. Uh, he was good. I'm trying to go. Let me go back to PFF for this week. I had, I've I've seen so many, or I guess with the offensive line, you know, obviously I Orange focused on in that. The pass block. And I I see, you know, Mitch Morris is going to need a lot of help here. Um, you know, he's just he's playing well, but he he's also like I said, nobody's perfect. People are going to lose reps. They're not going to win every single rep. I get it. So we gotta, you know, I gotta keep that in mind too. But I just, you know, can't help thinking like we need we need to make sure though that we start limiting these a little bit more because we're starting to have, um, you know, like we talked about the penalties and things. So, but this is what went right. Yeah, offensive line absolutely played uh, very well as a unit, and that's the all, that's what I like to do. To, all to green, have, you know? all green and dark green in pass blocking 
for the O-line. Uh, Spencer Brown, 68.7. McGovern, 73.7. Moore, 74.9. Dawkins, 77.0. And let's look at Osiris Torrance with a little pass blocking grade of a 78.2. James Cook, 79.0 in pass blocking. I like and that. I think Allen, Allen definitely helped them this week more so. Oh, Allen always Like I said, does. I think those three, not always does. Sorry, those not three right. runs that he had really opened it up um, and, and kind of said, hey, you guys can't just rush up field because Allen's going to break through you guys, and then there's nobody there to, to get him. So, you know, with those three rushes for 43 yards that Allen had, yeah. really put those guys um, at a disadvantage from trying to rush full bore up field. I think that really neutralizes mm-hmm. that pass rush a little bit when he um, hurt him on those plays a few times. So I think that um, he definitely – he sometimes creates his own pressures, as as people have said. And this week he did a good job of not doing that, um, was pretty efficient. Still, um, again, you know, you can't really complain too much when you're winning 37 to 3. I think a lot went right. Um, a lot of it, I think, was on the defense, defensive side of the ball. Um, but the offense obviously did uh, some things well also and and scored a few touchdowns. Uh, like I said, we wish we had at least one more um, there where we had that long drive that ended up uh, in just three points. but. Um, you know, overall, I think that most everything pretty much went right for this team. So, uh, Lance, uh, we're talking about, oh, I lost my train of thought with the comment section. You saw that comment, Lance? Yep. You, you on gotcha. that? Yep. You on that? Okay, cool. Um, appreciate the comment who, who that was. Thomas, uh, Lance will get you right. Fixed up with that. Yep. Got it. Okay. Lance will get you hooked up with that. I lost my train of thought. Oh, 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 my first stat of the day, or my first comment after rewatching the game on NFL Plus. Allen was very clinical with his legs, right? He was, when they went to man and they left the middle of the field open, Allen took advantage of that. Allen took advantage of that pretty pretty easily. Um, protection was good. D-line was great. Linebackers are good. Trey White looks like he's starting to get to his old self, and I think that is huge, especially with a massive matchup on Sunday against uh, I, maybe Waddle plays, but we'll find out throughout the week. Uh, still in concussion protocol, but obviously Tyreek Kill and that Miami offense that has been flying, that absolutely bulldozed Denver on uh, Sunday. I thought the run game was good. I don't think it was spectacular. James Cook did help that with that big run in the end of the fourth quarter. Look, the Bills weren't great on them. They weren't perfect on offense, but they did their job, right? It, like Lance has, has said a couple times, it's tough to complain when you win by 34 points in the National Football League on the road. It was wet. It was rainy. It was a little bit windy, uh, and people expected that with the Commanders game, with the weather forecast and all of that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it was one of those type of games where – I, I look. I thought the I thought the Bills were good. I thought they were good. I thought they did their job. I think they took advantage of a Commanders team that maybe was riding a little high, a little higher than I think they wanted to be or they were supposed to be. Uh, a lot of Bills fans in attendance. If you saw on uh, the TV, Lance, did you notice that? How many Bills fans were at that game? Yeah, definitely a notable uh, amount of Bills fans there. Uh, seeing even the pregame um, show going on and, and showing fans walking around. Uh, definitely a, a lot of red, white, and blue. So it's great to see that. Um, Bill's Mafia is going to travel, and especially Washington's not that far. Uh, so it's it was a nice weekend, and uh, obviously a little rainy down there, but um, yeah, it'd be easy for the easy for the Mafia to travel out there, and and they showed up. So Lance, before we get to the player of the game, and then we'll, we'll flip over to the Miami game. Yeah, what, people are eager to talk about Miami, so I'm 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 excited to give give that to you. Well, I got a couple comments here that where we'll get we have skipped over them, but we're gonna get back to them. Don't worry. So hang on, and yeah, you know we'll we'll go back and kind of highlight some of your comments that had to do with uh, the Miami game. We're getting to the Miami game probably five minutes. We're gonna do a little bit of what needs work. We'll give a player of the game, and then we're going to Miami for the last 25 minutes of today's show. But Lance, give me one thing that you think needs work heading into week three, week four, week four. Um, yeah, I think the, just the consistency and the discipline really, um, like we talked about with penalties, uh, we, we gotta stay disciplined. Um, we gotta, you know, we did still get a field goal out of the drive, but we were lucky to on a 54 yarder from, uh, Tyler Bass. We almost wasted 
uh, an entire uh, dominating drive because of penalties at the end of it. So um, again, when you win 37 to three, these things are not, um, not a big deal, but you know, we're not going to win 37 to three every week. Um, there's going to be these games, especially like the one coming up where we need to make sure we maintain discipline and we, we just really help the offense stay um, on schedule. Yeah, look, I agree. Like, I think I wrote down a little bit inconsistent on our offense. I like complaining, Lance, when we're up, when we win by 34. I kind of like those type of games. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun to have to try to nitpick and find complaints. There wasn't a lot of complaints. Uh, maybe, I think maybe the usage with receivers, I think that wasn't great outside of digs. I would like for them to maybe get Deontay Hardy involved a little more. We did see more Hardy this time, two catches for 15 yards. The end arounds didn't work. For some reason, we can't run a consistent end around. I don't know what it is. It's just we can't do it. Uh, it's something weird about it. I don't know why, but we can't. I would like to see Josh in more play action. Or more, excuse me, not play action. I would like to see Josh more under the center. With I'm not just calling for him to be under center 99% of the time, but I think a mixture under the center with him in, uh, in the gun would be, I think, good for the Bills. Uh, but, yeah. There, there wasn't a ton of complaints. There was not a ton of complaints. So that You know what that means? Lance, I'm going to start with you. Bills win 37-3. They get the 2-1. and one. Who is your player of the game for the Bills win over the Commanders? Yeah, I saw a comment that um, Leonard Floyd was the defensive player of the game, and that's all well and good, but definitely uh, uh, Terrell Bernard. I, you know, I don't think that there's worth uh, in mentioning anyone else, but you know, obviously if you don't want to – follow suit you can find another person everyone on the defense really played well um so uh, but i have to go trell bernard he absolutely stuffed the stat sheet every drive if you look on the play-by-play recap of the game cast on espn um it's showing trell bernard uh at least once um almost every drive so i just think the kid has absolutely opened some eyes on to what the defense um, can look like and, and what the middle linebacker position can be. And I think that's uh, super exciting for the Bills. I'm gonna I'm not going to go uh, to Obernard because you went to Obernard and I always give you the first choice because I'm a nice guy. My player of the game for the Bills win over the Commanders is Deion Dawkins. Having to deal with that pass rush and Montez Sweat and Chase Young off the edge I think he did a great job. I think 77.0 pass block grade and a 75.2 run block grade. He's been graded out as a top five tackle through three weeks. I think it's time we mentioned Deion Dawkins had to deal with Chase Young, had to deal with Montez Sweat off the edge. He did a great job for the Bills in their win over the Commanders. And also shout out to the rest of the offensive line. We already mentioned it. They did a great job as well. So we'll do that. And I think I think Terrell Bernard, I think you can give it to Leonard Floyd. Lance, you know what I almost, I almost gave it to? I almost gave it to Leonard Floyd. Could have gave it to Daquan Jones. He had five tackles, one and a half sacks, a tackle for loss. You could have gave it to him. Could have gave it to Ed Oliver, who had a sack and a half, two tackles for loss. Leonard Floyd, two sacks, two tackle for loss. Rousseau with a sack and a tackle for loss. Ebenezer with a pick six and a sack. Yeah. So <laughs> he could have gave it to a lot of people. He could have given it to Mike, yeah. Mike Hyde, Trey White, Jordan Boyer. Defense. You're gonna give the defense. You Lance, if you just said defense and just stop talking, I would have been like, Yeah, okay. Like, like defense, and I would you just would awkward pause you and me. We're like, okay, okay. That is enough. Yeah, Christopher's right. Spencer Brown was great. John Roberts right. I do like the cook draw plays. They've been effective. The, the sprint draw, yeah. It's uh yeah, it's they've been very nice. effective. Uh that was the play we complained about against the Jets, though. So we have to do pump the brakes. It's been good but people weren't necessarily happy about how it's been utilized every time but i think it you know it's gotten it was, better as the weeks it went was on. called in certain situations that we've been happy about and not happy about i think you know prioritizing the run game prioritizing oh, stefan Diggs has been kind of the way um that this offense has operated and you know people that's going to lead people to say um you know we need another legitimate weapon i think we have just a lot of weapons and we're not needing to force it to them. Allen's not going to try to force it as much anymore, which is nice to see in some aspects. And look, these guys still had targets, if you look at it, um, just to finish up here. 12 for Diggs, but four for Davis, but he only caught one. Three for Shurfield, three for Hardy, three for Cook, two for Knox, 
one for Murray, one for Shakir, and two for Kincaid. I'd like to see, obviously, Kincaid's targets go up there out of those that I yeah. read. Um, and maybe you would want to see a couple more for Knox and a couple more for Hardy. I don't know. But overall, I like the spread. I think that, you know, we didn't, in a game that you win so, have you know, lopsided, you didn't have to, you threw the ball 32 times. So, you know, that is what it is. You had guys playing in the end um, that, you know, we were when we were running the ball and things like that, I think you had um, a good mix in trying to spread the ball around. I don't mind seeing, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys, you know, combining for 19 targets. That's okay. I mean, that's that's decent. And, and obviously, Diggs leading the charge there with uh, with 12. So, I think we established that Allen wasn't crisp. He wasn't perfect, but he didn't need to be. Yeah. He threw for 218 yards. He didn't throw for a ton of yards. They didn't need you. They ran the ball 33 times. When was the last time we ran the ball 33 times? Right. Exactly. Who cares? Freaking cares. What's your fantasy owner for Gabe Davis? But he still, I had him one week and he had 11 points for me because he had a touchdown. Yeah. I'm not going to complain. At the end of the day, uh, the wins are, the wins are going to oh be my the most God. important People, thing. So look, as long as we're winning. There's a, difference. there's a difference between like, and every week is different. This week, they know. They're going to have to be a little more efficient on offense. They know that. Let's hope Allen doesn't get into his head that we need to do uh, throw the ball to willy-nilly. But let's be like, like the Raiders game, a little more concise, effective, and all that kind of stuff. If Allen's accurate, they can control the ball. They'll win this game. Um, Let's get right into it because we got about 25 minutes, out, 24 minutes. Let's talk about Miami. Uh, can the Bills slow down Miami? Look, this offense was high flying against Denver. 70 points. I do think Denver just gave up. And you know what? If you're a Denver Broncos fan, I honestly feel for you right now. That is tough. You bring Russell Wilson in last year. You're thinking, oh, we're all good. Nope. Oh, we got Sean Payton this year. Nope. It's just two years of just disappointment so far. Maybe they turn it around. I don't know. 0-3 is a tough hole to get out of. But they, the Miami pounded them. Running backs galore with Asheen and Moster. They used Tyreek kill. They didn't have Jalen Waddle. Lance, whoo. Give me a follow on Sunday. What, what are we looking for in this specific thing? We can get into other topics as well. Defense, those defense versus this Miami offense, because that's the number one topic going into this week. Yeah, you know, two, like you mentioned, high-powered units where Miami's just uh, putting it on them, and then the defense for, for the Bills have uh, have really mitigated that for the most part from the first three weeks. Um, uh, yeah, I was, I was going to try to go through some of those comments too. I think that's right. Yeah, he gets the ball. Um, Tua can get it out fast. I get it, but you know that's the that the Bills are okay with that. They want to kind of let you get the ball out if you need to, and then come up and make a tackle. And the the point I wanted to make in that was we've got now two cover linebackers, two matchup linebackers in the in the defense here with you know our our nickel corner. So. That's our base defense, and, and that really lends itself well to defending this Miami team. Um, Terrell Bernard isn't a huge um, heavy hitter linebacker that's going to go up and stuff anything. And then this is the exact game where you need a Terrell Bernard because he's going to be flying around. He's going to be able to come up enough to hit a Shane and um, Raheem Mostert, and he's going to be able to travel with those guys when he needs to. Um, he's going to be able to, you know, put the pressure on with his blitzing. As we've seen, he's done a ton of that. Uh, Miami's offensive line is nothing to write home about, and that's why they need to get the ball out quick against Buffalo if they want to have success. Now, McDermott, if he's pressing up on these guys um, to take that away, you always have to be careful of getting beat over the top. Yeah, and people, you know, I think that's what has been the tough part so far. People have pressed up to try to get rid of this, the quick stuff and then get burned deep because Tyree Kill is just so freaking fast. Um, and they have, you know, <clears throat> I think four different guys that have run 40-yard dash at times that nobody else has run. They're, they're by far the fastest skill position group that um, exists right now in the NFL. But I think the scheme... That and then the players that the Bills possess on defense ultimately are going to um, be able to give Miami a little bit of a hard time. I'm not saying 
they're going to be able to stop him by any means. But this is where it comes in now. The defense has picked up the offense for, you know, a couple of games here. Now let's see if our offense can show up and, like you said, get the ball and hold the ball, maintain a drive, and then ultimately put the seven points on the board at the end of those drives. Yeah, look, if you're going to press up, that means you kind of have to get after two a little. You have to make him a little antsy. You have to move him around. Uh, my girlfriend Jennifer's coming in. Yeah, Miami's driven by the record. They're 3-0. and They want to keep that undefeated record going. It's also important for Miami. It's a division game. It's also important for the Bills because the Bills are own one of the division. And you know what we did last year, Lance? We started overdoing the division. I don't feel like doing that again. Do you? No, yeah, I, no, I hope that we, we don't. And we forget I think about that, that last year when they went 13-3, won the division, but went 0-2 to start the division. But I was going to – look. And we talked about gonna, this at the beginning of the season. I told you. I said without Von Miller, beating the Jets and the Dolphins is going to be even more difficult. We, we just and we could go 2-2, two and two, and this is still a reality here. We hope oh, we go 3-1, yeah. and one, but we could go 2-2 two and two in the first four, oh. and it's not the end of the world, but it's also not ideal. Uh, look, it's one of those things where, like, if you're two and two, it's, it's not the end of the world. I agree, it's not the end of the world. It's a 17 game season, right? Or 18 week, 17 game season. The vibes on Monday morning, if you're three and one, those are some good vibes because you know where we're going next. We're going to London, which I'm not loving that week five matchup. But then the season, get, the, the schedule gets a little light, Lance. You get Giants, you get Tampa, you kind of get those kind of matchups, you get the Jets again, you get. The Patriots to get kind of winnable games. We can rattle off four or five wins in a row. Look, they win Sunday. It's going to be fun. But look, thinking game plan here, you're going to have to get after Tua. This defense, I th- look, I don't think anybody's meant to play against their speed, Miami. It's just not how defenses are built. But you made a great point with your Terrell Bernard comment. And you know what? I Sometimes I don't think you're that smart. No, I'm joking. You are very smart, Lance. But you made a great comment with that Terrell Bernard, right? Maine was more of that bigger linebacker that would hit you, not as fast. Terrell Bernard, we knew he could. his coverage was pretty good. We were always concerned about his size, his run defense ability. I think the Bills linebackers match up very well with Miami. You're, you can't give up deep shots. You're going to have to keep people in front of you, then make a dang tackle. You got to make a tackle because once these guys get out in space, it's interesting. Lance, I don't think we got the funds for a Buffalo Blitz field trip, do we? Uh, I don't know if I do. I don't have the funds. Uh, but Lance, you agree. Like You can't let these receivers, once they catch the ball, get in space. You've got to make a tackle. Keep them in front. Make a tackle. Do we see a Kyir Elam this week? He was he very may. good against I, I saw that comment there, too. He was very good against his PFF grade last year, week against Miami, was in the 80s. And that, that brings up a point I wanted to make, and I was – Again, I, I didn't want to criticize it when we said what could improve on the on the last game, but if we're being honest, Sam Howell is not the most elusive guy, I don't think. And some of these other people that we've played, not even quarterbacks, but skill players and, and otherwise, um, the Bills have not done the best job of tackling yet this year. Um, one of the plays Matt Milano came over to the sideline and tried to just shoulder a guy, you know, and the guy He's, ends up getting three, watching. four yards. Yeah. It was early on. And I think that, you know, it's just, um, I was telling my buddy, Matt, when we were watching the game. They're like, look at, mm-hmm. look at Milano. What's he doing? He's just coming over and trying to shoulder the guy. It's like, wrap him up and get him on the ground. And, um, there's a couple of plays where Howell, when Howell ran down inside of the 10 yard line, there's one play, I believe Phillips had him and lost him. Um, there was one other, oh, he had that run. Oh, yeah, one other defensive bad. lineman that had him and yeah. couldn't get Phillips, him down. Phillips came flying in and just whiffed on the tackle. Yeah. And so and it's like we. Bernard I'm not. We're, I'm not so worried about that with Tua. I'm not saying no. I know with Tua can absolutely um, do some running if he chooses to. Um, I think he might be more careful because of the injury history, but we'll yeah, see where that goes. I think, but um, but you know, especially with Tyree Kill and uh, Raheem Mostert. And the and the rookie there, Devin Ashane, I think you have to wrap up and tackle. You cannot just try to hit these no. guys with a shoulder and expect them to go down. They have very low center of gravity. They're very good on their feet, and you have got to tackle them with your, with wrapping up 
and actually forcing them to the ground. You cannot you, just try to bump them. This Miami offense is humming. They're at their peak right now. You want to frustrate like Matthews coming in. Tua's timing. You want to make him go off script. Perfect comment. You want you want to disrupt this. I think Kyrie Elam's speed's going to be very important on on Sunday. You get some pressure. Get him off his feet. Don't make it easy for him. What game plan the Bills are going to model is Week Two Sunday Night Football. That Patriots Dolphins game. If you guys go back and rewatch it, I watched the whole thing. I watched a lot. Yeah. I didn't watch my. New England's defense was good. They were yeah. good in that game. You know why? Because they sat back. They didn't give the deep shot. They made tackles. They got after Tua, and they only gave up 24 points. The reason they lost that game was because their offense couldn't do anything. Right. They had you a can't have that after Buffalo. If you well, got no, the chance had, to go win the game, you need to get the offense. The offense needs to execute. New England had a chance to tie the game at the end. Didn't convert. They also, down seven, had a pick. Didn't do anything with that pick. Then they got down 14, made it back seven, got a stop. They gave up 24 points. They did a great job against that Miami defense, our offense. Long drive. You're going to see a little bit more of this, too, this week, where they kicked in Greg Rousseau. So you had Greg Rousseau and Ed Oliver on the inside, and then Leonard Floyd and A.J. Epinesa on the outside. You're going to see that. And the reason is, when you try to get those quick hitters, Greg Rousseau is 6'7". Okay? He's going to get his hands up. You're not going to be able to throw over that. All right, so these guys are going to have to get the, the the defensive line for the Bills is going to have to get good hands on the Miami offensive linemen, <clears throat> press them up, and then be able to look for Tua to make those quick throws and then get their hands in the passing lanes. If you do that, disrupting that timing, like we're saying, Tua has to hold on to the ball a little bit more. Yes. Things change. Now, the other thing is with that, you give Tyreek a little bit, Tyreek Hill a little bit more time running wild out there in the secondary still a little bit more harder harder to stop so you it's a double-edged sword there but you if you get your hands up early um preventing uh some of the quick stuff then you can really help yourself in disrupting the timing like matt was saying and like you were saying to to really force Tua to go off script and then um look the bills get home pretty quick so i think that uh if, if you're having guys like rousseau and epinesa and uh, Leonard Floyd, who's also tall, Shaq Lawson, getting in these passing lanes, you guys like Ed Oliver and and if Terrell Bernard or Teron Johnson or anyone's coming on a blitz, you know, that gives them just enough. They don't need much. Um, but if you prevent them from throwing the ball in two seconds and make them hold it to four seconds, those guys will be there then in his lap and it'll be much more difficult for him to operate efficiently. What's up, DF Forever? John writes, John, right, John Roberts coming in. The variety will be good. I want to, let's flip to the offense a little. Let's go to the Bills' offense versus the Miami defense. Something that I think the Bills are going to have to do offensively, and this is something that will help the Bills' defense and will keep Miami's offense off the field. Time of possession, long drives. What kills this Miami offense, Lance, is I know the Bills only got three points on this, but that that type of 15-play, 8- to 9-minute drive just drained. You know what? That drive to start the second half against Vegas. That long drive that absolutely gutted Vegas in that second half. Those drives, massive. Run the mm-hmm. ball, short passes, get the first down. Because if you have long drives and you limit this offense to minimal possessions from Miami, it makes it so much harder for this off, Dolphins offense to strive. They they pride themselves and they built themselves off ton of possessions, quick strike. Get them off the field. Have this Bills offense control the tempo and the dynamic of this game. You're going to have to do that. I don't think – look, Miami's defense isn't great. It's They're not known for the defense. They got playmakers, but they don't have Jalen Ramsey back there. They do have Christian Wilkins up front. I think Jalen Phillips is good. Denver's offense was pretty good against them. They were okay. Uh, Chargers offense was really good against Miami yeah. week one. You know, why? I was just, you know why? I was just going to make up that point. The Chargers had Austin Eckler. Um, and I think this game James Cook. is really a breakout game for James Cook. I think he has maybe 200 all-purpose yards and just oh, absolutely goes yeah. bananas against That's the good. Dolphins. Look, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. The Chargers game plan offensively was very good. The Chargers should have won that game. To be honest with you, it should have, would have, could have. It's the NFL. Chargers have done this too many times this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it should have been Tennessee, and that's why they're one and two right now. 
But yeah, you're gonna have to stay on the field offensively, not turn the ball over, all that kind of fun stuff. But I think time of possession, my main key offense, time of possession. If you win that time of possession, you limit Miami's offense. I think you're gonna have a really good shot in this game. Yeah, especially the hard part is um, the quick strike ability of both offenses makes it tough to um, hold the ball for too long because you may have a drive where the Bills are. No, you don't need to force it, but I think the Bills just ticking along um, can always hit that shot. And then, you know, what could have, you know, worked down if you work methodically down there, you can, you know, work six, seven minute drives, whereas, you know. For the Bills and Dolphins offenses, they have those abilities that make those drives become one minute, two minute, three minute drives. You know, if the touchdowns there, take the freaking touchdown. Oh, you absolutely take the points. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I think that that the, the you know the limiting factor in in you know some of the drives is going to be some of the big playability that I think you'll see. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, Lance, you think it's a UM game? I, you, oh, we read our minds. Minds. Do you think it is? I'm waiting to see it. I, I'm, you know, I'm rooting for the kid. Seems Obviously, he was on the show. He's yes. uh, been part of the brand. I mean, we're not going to overstate that enough. But I think that, you know, him, uh, you know, his role and the way we've interacted with Kair thus far in his career definitely gives me, um, you know, the utmost respect and, and hope for like him because he's a great dude. He just is a great, great person, great um, you know, gives back the community. Um, he was very gracious for, with us. And I think that, you know, overall, um, you just root for the kid. And I, and I hope uh, that he does get the chance to go out there. And I, and I hope that if when he does go out there, um, that, he, that he makes some big plays. I, you know, he made big plays against Kansas City last year and things like that. There's no shortage of talent there. Um, you just wonder what it is. It's you frustrating because it, he's talent. He's talented. You think that, you know, you'd rather have a Kair Elam than – uh, maybe a Can Lewis or Saran Neal, but those guys, you know, you still have to play special teams. And Kyrie Elam is not a guy that's necessarily playing the special teams role. So that's why, you know, you swap in a uh, Cam Lewis or Saran Neal because you need those guys for the special teams unit more than you need a, a fourth or a third or fourth um, cornerback um, where he would be playing, you know, outside corner. Really, um, the need just as outweighed on special teams, I think. So it's tough. To, it's tough call. I mean, I guess I don't know if you sit Puna Ford and Kingsley Jonathan and then bring Kyrie Elam in that you could see that maybe, but you know, you're, you're going to want to have, um, our <laughs> guys there, big Roy being a hero. Um, he's, he's, he's always coming in and saying something. Yeah, so I think you know it's I, I'm if if Elam plays, I just want to see who they are able to you know plug him in for and who um, you know loses their game day spot. Dane Jackson, and that's where it's gonna be rough. Uh, I don't know. If Dane Jackson, I don't think Dane Jackson might not lose inactive. You're right because I don't think they want to go into a game when it's Benford, Elam, and then Trey White. That's a lot of young guys. They might not want to do that. They might. I, it would have to be a Cam Lewis it, or a Simon. It may Lewis. be though. It may be that um, you know, that um, Dane Jackson's the one out. It could be. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. It's you know, definitely. Um, if you want to just have all your studs out there though, and have everyone available, um, you're gonna need maybe more secondary and more um, linebacking depth than the line, the defensive line depth. You know, so like I say, if if you take Kingsley Jonathan out, um, <laughs> Tampa Neal coming in doesn't matter when he's on his back. I agree, brother. That, hallelujah, and thanks for tuning in, brother. We miss you. Um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be tough. I, it all comes down to who are you going to take out if you put Elam in. That's what I'm interested to see, and that's the question. Whenever anybody asks about um, playing one player over another or one player specifically, it's then okay. Give me the other player that isn't playing now. Um, and then Matt's asking about Hamlin being active this week. I don't I mean, I just don't see it. I don't see them no, doing that. Um, he's, yeah, his role just isn't there. I mean, I would see, um, he doesn't fit at the moment. Yeah. Just, yeah, we have, we have the guys there that are, that are playing well and there's no need to disrupt that in my opinion. 
it's 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 tough. Well, Tampa Neal's right. Oh, hey, what's up, Tampa Neal? Uh, yeah, I don't know if Hamlin's active. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, I would like for him to be active, but it's a business. It's one of those type of things. His time will come, 100%. But I don't know. It, it, it's tough to activate four safeties. He doesn't really play special teams either. And you have the right. Cam Lewis kind of special teams and Siren Neal that plays special teams. Uh, well, Kyrie was good last year against Miami. He was good against Kansas City, some speedsters. He might fit better in the speedster category. This might be his game. It might be. Uh, they'll play less zone. They'll play a little more man-to-man. Uh, yeah, this could be a Kyrie game. And if he plays well, you'll have everybody on Monday morning wanting Kyrie back. And look, Lance and I might be a little more biased towards Kyrie. He's came, he, came, he took time out of his day, came on our show. He was a great guy. And you know what? He's a first-round pick. We want mm-hmm. him to succeed. Everyone wants him to succeed. Because if he succeeds, this team is much better than it is today. Lance, before we get to our game predictions... Are you busy? You want to figure out that uh, link thing, or you want to get to our game? Predi- uh, before our yeah, match-up? we'll get to our game predi- here. Do, do you want to do a matchup to watch? You want to get right? Let's do one matchup yeah, to watch. Let's matchup. Yeah. Give me a matchup, Lance. What, what do we like on Sunday? Like I mentioned, I think James Cook here against the Dolphins linebacking core or safeties, and, and I think he exploits that. The way Eckler was able to have success against this team, I think that. Um, James Cook can mimic that a little bit. I'm not calling James Cook Austin Eckler by any means, but I think that um, you have to at least look at that matchup that excelled in week one. Um, And the Dolphins obviously are going to clean things up too. They're going to get better, so they may be able to key on that that thing. But the Bills' MO so far this season is, you know, double-digit targets to Diggs and then feed it around to everybody else. So you got to imagine the key – for the Dolphins this week is stopping Stefan Diggs. Um, and, you know, that le- lends itself to let um, James, you know, James Cook playing the game of his life. If he's able to do that, if he's able to get loose on a couple, and we can maybe see him break one this game. Um, he's had a couple close calls where he's kind of broken it and then maybe gotten tripped up in the second level and whatnot. But if we can really see him take one to the house this week, I think that really, uh, Really helps out the Bills' offense a ton. Roy, I don't know if I'm saying we're saying Bench Benford, who's played pretty well so far through three weeks for Elam because of speed. I just think the Bills' scheme might fit a little better for what Elam does uh, better than what Benford does. And he played well against Miami last year, and he played well against Kansas City, who are more speed type of receivers. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to do Benford a disservice. He doesn't deserve to be benched. Like Benford's right. not that type of guy uh, right. to be deserve to be benched. Doesn't mean he doesn't play Sunday. I'm just saying. I think Elon might be a little better matchup wise for Miami. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, look, Lance. There's a ton of matchups. There's a ton of the watch. You, did you mention Tyreek Hill? Nope. Not no. in the matchups. Nope. No. So look, it's Tyreek Hill. It's, it's Trey White versus Tyreek Hill. It's one of those – sorry, I blinked for a second. But, yeah, Trey White for Tyreek Hill. It's one of those type of games. If I'm, You're not shutting down Tyreek Hill. It just doesn't happen. But if you limit the big plays and if you limit the over-the-top and you can limit the touchdowns, you're going to be in good good hands. It's one of those things where if you don't give up those massive quick strikes, strikes that killed Denver on Sunday. A lot of things killed Denver on Sunday. Those were one of them. You do that. If you don't do that, you're fine. You're going to be okay. You can keep everything in front of you, make a tackle, um, pounce on two when you have to, make a play on the ball, just drop the – look, the, the the white versus hill matchups could be awesome to watch. So, yeah. Yeah, for Maybe, sure. I, look, Lance, final thing, do we play – Do we, is Elon playing Sunday? If you had to guess right now, would he play Sunday? Yeah. Okay, I agree. I think he plays too. I think he plays too. Emmanuel Kulu, newest member of the Built in Buffalo – Network keys show Monday at seven o'clock. Yes, sir. Monday, the uh, Buffalo against the world sports talk. Uh, Check him out. He's got a call in line and everything. You guys can call in kind of has that radio show feel to it. Yeah. Uh, Really nice show. Uh, Kulu is just one of the, one of the coolest guys, just down to earth kind of dudes. So I really enjoy having him coming in the brand. He'll be at the um, tailgates too on Sunday with me. So check us out. We'll give our, a little bit of pregame um, 
feedback from the tailgate as well. So uh, like I say, go out and, and check out the Game Day Hospitality tailgate. If you're going to the game, we'd love to have you come by and say hi to us. Yeah, we didn't talk about that this much tonight, but yeah, the Waddle situation, if he comes, he didn't play on Sunday. He was in concussion protocol. We'll find out more tomorrow and Thursday. Like if he's still in protocol by Friday, he probably isn't playing. I would probably go on the limb. He's going to play Lance. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Concussions usually the second week they usually play, unless Miami. Yeah, I guess. Miami should be very careful with their concussions after their Yeah, well, it's out of their hands. I don't think it's in their hand. I mean, with a concussion, no, but, it's out of your hands. You got to, it's all depending on how Waddle responds, really. Yes, yes. Um, I haven't seen it. We'll, we'll know a little bit more tomorrow and, and what and Waddle's Thursday. practice status is. And then as it comes through. So, yeah, it'll, we'll, uh, we'll tweet on the Built in Buffalo uh, Twitter account. I always try to get out the other team's injury news to keep Bills fans up to date. Yeah, look, you know what we need, Lance? We just need a call-in number just for Roy. Yep. Just for Roy. Get in there. No one else. Uh, no, that might be a disaster. <laughs> and Roy Roy comes in 10 minutes after the show and says, I saved someone from a car. Is that what he basically said? That's yeah. what he said. He can you know be your hero, baby. He's being a hero. Okay. Best part of the show, Lance, you nailed this week two. We both didn't nail it week one. Oh, uh, week close. three, excuse me. But we had a much closer game we predicted. Both very low single-digit scoring games, but we both had the Bills come on top. Lance, favorite part of the show, score predictions for the Bills, Dolphins, 1 o'clock Sunday. I'll go 34-31, Bills. 34-31, Bills. You, I, you, I knew you were thinking Dolphins. I know you. Yeah, you didn't want to do it. You I couldn't do it. it. You didn't do it. Okay. I like it. I think it's sim- – I, I like it. I'm going the Bills win by four. 28-24, Buffalo. I like the Bills 28, Miami 24. Then the Bills win, get a stop at the end, keep us a little on our, little, little on our toes at the end, and the Bills yep. get a stop, and we're feeling good going into Monday. What do we got in the comments section for score predictions? My girlfriend says it's going to be a tie. Tie. She knows oh. her stuff. I trust her. Do you think it's going to be should – we, should we bet the tie? Should bet the tie. She called it. Anybody else got some comment section before we get out of here? But Lance, this is a fun show, as always. If you guys are on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, we appreciate everyone that came in, dropped a comment, all that stuff. We love everyone for doing that. It pre- it shows a ton of support for us. If you're on Twitter, thank you. As always, DF Forever is coming in 37-21. I hope DF Forever is right. Bills 30-28. Oh, is that, is that, is that, is that, do, we, do we have a Tower Bass game winner? Yeah, is that what could, we're doing there? Be down for that. I'll be down for the Todd Bass game winner. Be a little, be a little shaken. Um, let's see, John Roberts. You know what, John Roberts, right? As long as the Bills win, they can win two nothing, and we would come on on Tuesday and be like, "Crap, that yeah. was weird." But they, our won. guy, Lurch McHoman, <laughs> aka Matt Homan, his first Bills game at the Ralph. He's going 41, 35 Bills. I can't. You know, wait. it's not the Ralph anymore, but it's still the Ralph. I mean, I could honestly call it Rich Stadium because I'm that old, but I'm going to call it the Ralph because that's what I like. Okay. I was I lost my train of thought. Uh, the comment section gets me every time, Lance. gets me every time. Uh, who are we sponsored by, Lance? Who are we sponsored by? Yes, sir. The Buffalo Blitz is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app in sports. Go out there and use promo code BLITZ on the underdog fantasy app when you sign up or underdogfantasy.com. Um, you will get a, pr- a deposit match up to $100. You also get a pick them uh, special promo throughout the season for when you sign up, which is usually a guy getting 0.5 yards. Um, as long as it's not Aaron Rodgers, you should win that. I, I and, uh, um, okay. So, you know, go out there, sign up again, cool pick them thing. You can yeah. win money the same day. Um, that, that it's got all the sports on there. Uh, really cool stuff. Best ball mania is going on right now. Um, I, I dropped like a rock. I, w- I finished second in week one. Um, and then after that, um, haven't done so well. So I got to get some redemption here. Uh, my fantasy teams have not been, uh, up to snuff. I'm Owen three in the built in Buffalo fantasy league so far. So, uh, yeah, please guys, Share, like, if you guys can go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. We're building this thing back up. We had to, uh, we had over like 4,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel previously and um, had to change it. Uh, so we're, we're still building this thing up. If you have a chance, 
please go over to YouTube and, and give us a follow there. Give us a subscription to our channel. We really appreciate it. Um, likes and shares are great. Again, check us out. Um, the Game Day Hospitality Tailgate this week. Uh, myself, Kulu is going to be there. Uh, Matt Homan is going to be there. Um, we'll be breaking stuff down. We'll do some interviews with fans. Um, we'll have maybe some giveaways, so look out for that. We might be giving away a pair of tickets so uh, to the tailgate itself, so keep an eye out on the Built-in Buffalo pages on all social media um, to, to see those opportunities. My dad texted to me. He has Bills 31, Dolphins 28. I like just, it. just wanted to throw that in there. But, yeah, look, if you guys missed this episode, rewatch it on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You can always just rewind back if you're coming in now. If you see this tomorrow morning, we'll share it a couple more times. And if you were on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast, Built in Buffalo Podcast Network, if you're listening to it right now, we appreciate it. Drop a review, drop a follow. But if you did just tune in, you want to listen to the podcast version, it comes out tomorrow morning at 1 a.m., a little bright and early for the people that get up early to go to work. So, yeah, we'll see everyone in the next one. And as always, this was Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built on Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network and the podcast network. We'll see everyone next Tuesday at 8 p.m. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills, baby.